Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome back to the Busy Mom Podcast. Thanks for listening today. Uh, I wanted to really quickly remind you that if you are interested in hosting a fearless event, we are actually almost full for 2017. And so we are looking for two more locations. We need uh, an auditorium that will hold anywhere from 250 to 500 women and a church that's willing to uh, bring it. And uh, if you, ha- if that's you, and you would like me to come and bring uh, my Fearless Women's event to your neck of the woods, we would sure love to hear from you. Dorinda Wilson is the one who helps me uh, get those on the calendar, and she is the the amazing Wonder Woman behind getting those conferences uh, in area churches. And you can reach her at Dorinda D U R E N D A at thebusymom.com. All right, so I am really excited today again uh, because my friend Wendy Hilton is here. Wendy is one of the three uh, co-founders of Hip Homeschool Moms. And for those of you who have never met a Hip Homeschool Mom, you'll know when you meet Wendy because she is one. And Wendy has <laughs> <laughs> Wendy has three kids that she has homeschooled all the way through high school. And you have a, a little bit different um, caveat, Wendy, in that you have actually homeschooled all the way through high school. Your daughter, who is uh, 20, correct, with autism. And then right. your son right. is getting ready to graduate, which is, wow, what a deal. Um, and yes. he has <laughs> um, Asperger's. Then you have one other, uh, you have a 13-year-old. And so right. we have, I've just, I am just inspired by um, by you and your heart. And um, I know that our listeners are going to be really encouraged. We want to speak today directly to parents who have children who have been diagnosed with either Asperger's or autism, um, and even uh, parents who have uh, kids with ADHD. And just try to give them some encouragement. And Wendy and I have been sort of batting around uh, different things. And, and while I don't have a child with um, a special needs per se, I have a lot of friends who do. And so, and I know that the audience at The Busy Mom, uh, this is something we get asked about all the time. So Wendy, thank you for coming on the show today and talking about this. Well, thank you for having me on. And I love, love, love to encourage other parents who have special needs kids, whether they have autism, Asperger's. ADHD, Down syndrome, cerebral mm. palsy, whatever it is, mm. because God loves us. He yep. loves our kids, yep. no matter who we are, where we are, what we're going through. Mm. And so many times we parents with special needs kids feel so alone. We feel each of us like the Lone Ranger, mm. like nobody understands what we're going through. Mm. And I'm here to offer some hope and mm. some encouragement and hopefully some tips to those parents who are going through all these same things that I went through Mm -hmm. and I'm still going through Mm -hmm. as a mom of special needs kids. Mm. And it's so encouraging because I was, I had the uh, privilege of interviewing uh, a couple of weeks ago, Jill Savage, who, uh, 
who's the founder of Hearts at Home, and we were talking about just tough things that moms go through, some things that are just really painful and really hard. And she's like, you don't pencil that stuff into your calendar. You know, you don't, you don't pencil in, you know, my husband's going to have a midlife crisis on, you know, June 30th. You know, <laughs> you don't pencil right. those right. things in. You don't necessarily sign up for the gig that you got. And um, I think just recognizing that God has a plan in it and we can help each other uh, and, you know, encourage each other toward the Lord and keep each other from going crazy and hopefully right. uh, share some share some love. So I have a couple of friends who um, are have been uh, walking this road also, and I've been reading some things that they have written, and I thought, I'm going to shoot some things out at Wendy and just see, uh, Wendy, and just see what, <laughs> see what you think. So um, one of the first things I read was that when your child is, is diagnosed with autism or Asperger's or or you or whatever it is, then you realize, okay, this is a special situation. Um, the first thing that you got to do is just pace yourself because you're getting ready to start sort of a never ending marathon and you need to know when to take a break. Is that, you think that's fair? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I sure do. That's, that's, that's one problem. A lot of moms, I would say probably most moms have an issue with anyway, mm-hmm. is we like to charge ahead and get things done and we like for things to be under control yeah. and for things to go as planned. And it's hard for all of us when that does not happen. Yeah. And yeah. when you have a special needs child, it's necessary to be even more flexible. Because yes. these kids are going to say things, do things, get into situations that you could never imagine. <laughs> so you really do have to be flexible. And another thing to do when possible Sometimes it's not so funny at the time, but another thing is if you can try to just see the humor mm-hmm. in the situation. Mm-hmm. And um, I was at a uh, homeschool convention one time several years ago, huge convention hall, and there was this little girl. I don't know exactly what her special need was, but she had some sort of difference, and uh, she probably just had enough of all of the people and all of the noise and all of the busyness and sharing mom's attention. And the little girl just threw herself down on mm. the floor in the convention hall and threw a kicking, screaming, crying fit. Mm. And it echoed throughout oh, the Oh, yeah, of course, because that's hall. what those halls are famous for. That's the only reason that we're there. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So this poor mom, I actually wanted to give her a great big hug and a big blue ribbon. Because oh. the mom stood there very calmly. And she looked at her little girl and she said, sweetie. I understand that you're upset um, and mom's going to stand here and let you finish your fit. When you're done, we'll get up and go get that book that you want to look at or whatever it was right. that the little girl wanted. Right. And I thought, what a fantastic mom. Yes. That was wonderful. She gave the child, she understood yep. that the child needed some space. Yeah. She had tension built up and the mom took it so well Mm. and that is so hard to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, I actually did see another lady walk up to that mom and just give her a big hug and she said you are a great mom you're doing a good job I love that and I just thought how wonderful was that boy we could use more of that in motherhood in general yes yeah um it took a situation that was really stressful and tense even for the people around that were watching yeah and kind of diffused some of that some of that tension and I'm sure that really helped that mom to instead of feeling like oh my child's throwing this fit there's something wrong I'm a horrible mom yeah she she got some encouragement out of it yeah 
I, and that's really, that's how it should be. You know, I think moms, we got enough on our plate without worrying about the judgment and condemnation of other moms, <laughs> right? That's right. I mean, oh my that goodness. Right. My friend said that yeah. uh, when uh, her kid was, was diagnosed, she said, I did not realize how much advice I was going to get that I didn't ask for and I didn't want. <laughs> and uh, yes. I thought, yes. oh man, I bet that's true. It's like being, you know, when you're pregnant and people always say, oh, do this. So don't do that. You get the, you know, different people from different. How do you handle that? Wendy, do you feel like that? You feel like that it sort of never ends? Yes, really. It's, it's funny that you should mention that because that was the very next thing that I, that I wanted to mention to people who don't have special needs kids and who really aren't sure how to help yeah. those of us who do. Yeah. One of my top, Top tips besides don't judge is don't offer advice about yeah. what worked for your normally developing child, right? <laughs> or, even, or even for what helped another autistic child. Now, if a special needs parent asks you for right. your advice, which I do sometimes, I ask my friends, people that I know well, that I know understand me and know something about my children, and they're they're always there to offer advice if they can and to help. But it's really very frustrating when folks who don't have special needs kids and don't have any experience with them offer us advice because to us, it feels like judgment. Yep. It feels like they're saying you're doing it wrong right. and that's why your child is acting that way. And it's probably not meant that way, but that's really how it feels to those of us who are the parents who are struggling to do the best we can. Yeah. And I've learned over the years, you know, Hannah will be 21 this summer. So I've learned over the years to try my best not to let that bother me. Mm-hmm. And I have at times just stopped to the person and said, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. I'll consider it. And then just go on. That's sort of the equivalent um, of bless your heart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We all know what that means. We right? all know what that means. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bless your heart for being, for, for yeah. caring. Oh, <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and I think another uh, thing, you know, that I have heard, and I, I think this is true for homeschooling, which is why it sort of comes to my mind. I'm always telling homeschool parents, especially the new ones, you're going to try things that aren't going to work. You're, you're going to, you're going to pay $600 for a curriculum and two months into it, you're going to go, well, that didn't work. And I would imagine. What was I thinking? Yes. Yeah. And I would imagine (laughs) the same thing is true when you're trying to figure out what works and what doesn't for your child with Asperger's or autism or Downs or whatever. um, There's going to be some things you're trying that's just there. It's not going to work. That's right. That's right. And it may be something that you tried with your typical child. It yeah. totally bombs for yes. your autistic child or the other way around. Yeah. Um, and sometimes there's just no way to know. Often there's no way to know, no matter how well you know your child, without just giving it a try. Mm. And you have to give yourself some grace, just like we ask other parents to give us grace. Yeah. We have to be willing to do that for ourselves. Um, yeah. Because we're, I, I just tell myself, I'm operating on the amount of knowledge that I have right now. Yeah. the amount of wisdom that I have right now and the information that I have right now. And you have to give yourself a break and try not to judge yourself mm. when something goes wrong. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Yeah. We yeah. had these kids for years, for yeah. years, and we're going to make mistakes. 
and it's okay. God forgives us, and we just need to forgive ourselves. Yeah, we need more mother grace, more grace. Yes. Not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Um, One of the things that you and I talked about before this uh, started was um, this person saying her advice to the the mom who just found out that her daughter has uh, autism was just being open to doing things that you think are ridiculous, like on their face and, and you're, and you're like, ah. but she was like, dude, give it, give it the college try before you realize, you know, this is going to work or it doesn't work, which might include like diet. Right. And uh, yes. all of those things. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've found myself saying and doing some things that before I had children and particularly before I had special needs children mm-hmm. that I would have never thought I would ever say or do. Yeah. And um, yeah, I used to, I remember I used to kind of um, feel people that, for example, take a lot of supplements or people who eat a gluten-free diet mm-hmm. or who avoid dairy, things like that. And I just thought, really? They're kind of extreme. <laughs> and I just sort of thought they were out there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They were, they were out there, odd people. And guess what we do now? Right. We take a lot of supplements. We eat a gluten-free diet yeah, yeah. and, you know, we do behavioral kinds of things as far as trying to help, particularly my autistic child, learn what's socially acceptable and what's not and those right. kinds of things. We have found ourselves in some situations we just never thought we did and we've learned to just go with it, yeah. to not worry about it, to not worry about judgment or how you're going to look to somebody else. Yep. And a lot of times I just have to stop and pray about it and just say, okay, God, this is what I'm looking at having to do today right? or a situation I find myself in at that moment when my daughter's mm-hmm. leaving her speech therapy and she stands in the waiting room and has a meltdown. Yeah. Um, yeah. Situations you don't, you don't know you're going to have mm-hmm. ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But I found that trying to not judge yourself and trying to think about, okay, what do I need to do right now in this moment yes. instead of cringing and thinking, what does everybody in this waiting room think of my child and mm. of me? Yeah, it's and so important. If you can focus on the task at hand and your child and try to figure out what it is that she needs at that moment, yeah. then your decisions are going to be a lot better. They're going to be more appropriate for your child and you'll learn through it and come out better for it. Yeah. Even if it wasn't fun to go through. So important. And I, um, I'll link back to this article and also to some of the, um, the great articles that you've written at the busy mom over at the podcast today. But this, uh, last thing I wanted to ask you about is this mom, she writes for autism speaks and she says, um, take your kid out everywhere. She said, I'm serious. It might be small trips at first, but it's the best thing you can do. You're teaching them coping skills. Life happens. People have to go to the grocery store. They got to go to the bank, the post office. You'd be doing it anyway, even if your kid didn't have autism. So know their limits and do baby steps, but get out there, you know, don't be afraid. And I thought, man, that was, that was really good. Just encouraging to hear her say, get out there. And I think this is important for moms who are listening, who um, are, maybe they witness something they don't quite understand is to be grace-filled and encourage that mom who's trying to teach her kid uh, to how to, right. how to, how to, you know, be out in the real world. You can be an encouragement to a mom. Don't you think, Wendy? I mean, I just know that when my kids, I don't have a kid with autism. And if I told you all the times my kids have had meltdowns at Walmart, you'd think that they did. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> and I thought, I don't, yes, I don't want to be really, that mom. Right. <laughs> no, you're right. And that is hugely, hugely important because we do need to feel like we can take our kids out in public with us. Yep. And, 
Sometimes we may need friends or relatives to help us if yeah. we're making those baby steps and we can't quite do it on our own. But that is important. It's yeah. very important. Yeah. Well, and I just think it's uh, it's so important for all of us just to be coming alongside each other. You know, I remember mm-hmm. uh, I wrote about this. I have a new book coming out from Tyndale, and I wrote about I wrote about taking my daughter when she was little. My this is my daughter who's you know almost twenty five now and has kids of her own. But when she was really little, I took her to a craft store, kind of like, um, I guess, what be maybe the version of Hobby Lobby today. I took her to a mm-hmm. craft store because I was really into cake decorating. <laughs> you know, this is before <laughs> I had so many kids that I realized I was never going to decorate a cake again, but whatever. So <laughs> I take her there and I've got her newborn little sister, Sierra, with me. And um, I thought, I've, I've got this motherhood thing down, right? I've, I've got my two and a half year old <laughs> with me and my infant with me. And sure, it was hard, but I mean, I don't know what everybody's talking about because I'm I'm killing it at this motherhood thing. And as I'm looking at the cake decorating, you know, all the little tips for the um, icing bags and all that stuff, I hear the sort of splashing noise, you know, I turn around and here's my daughter like splashing in a pile of her own pee, like right behind me, all <laughs> over the cake decorating stuff. I was horrified. I was like, oh my goodness, because I had forgotten in all of my, you know, I don't know, my self-congratulatory feelings I was having. I forgot to put a pull up on my on my two-year-old who was potty trained. She she was pretty well, you know, potty trained, but still. And I will never forget. I mean, my face, I the color drained from my face because as I looked <laughs> around, I realized she's been splashing in this puddle for at least a minute. And there was, I mean, there was pee. It was on everything. That stuff was not <laughs> going to be able to be sold, right? And so I, I just, I pushed like the, you know, the button to get the manager over. And as I waited like this, you know, dog with my tail between my legs, the guy comes over and he sees and I'm like, I... I don't even just send me a bill. I don't even know what to do. And this mom who was kind of over in, you know, what seemed to me like the hinterlands, because now, you know how your vision gets, you almost get tunnel vision. I was so embarrassed and so stressed that I literally just had sort of tunnel vision. And this woman comes, what felt like out of nowhere, she had seen what was going on with me, went to the bathroom and got like 700 paper towels Mm -hmm. and came over to me. And she goes, here you go. She gave me that, you know, um, I'm glad it's you and not me look, you know, <laughs> but she, she was kind to me, you know, instead of like rolling her eyes at me, she was like, here you go, lady. I'm, to- I totally get it. I used to have a toddler too. And I think, man, that was the mom who made, she was the make it or break it. If she had come over at me or rolled her eyes at me, I probably would have started bawling. I probably would have just dissolved right. you know, into a puddle on the floor, but because she went and got me uh paper towels. And sort of mm-hmm. high fived me on her way out of the store. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, you know, I can do this. And I think that is the ministry of motherhood. You know, we can do that for each okay. other. Um, and especially for yeah. moms who have special needs kids, not only can we, but but we should. So that's right. Wendy, that's right. you it are precious. Take something big. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just that little act of kindness you remember 25 years later. Yeah, it really um, is the big that's found in the little. You know, what she thought mm-hmm. was a little gesture of bringing me, you know, paper towels was the thing that I remember, mm-hmm. you know, more than anything right. else. So, so important. It's little things. And if the Lord allows you uh, an opportunity for to minister to the life, into the life of another mom, take it. Don't miss the opportunity. Right. We need all the love and encouragement that we can get. Hey, yeah. Wendy, you are, right. you are a treasure woman. 
Thank you. You're so sweet. I wish I was there so I could give you a big hug. I know. I know. I wish I wish so too. And I've been kind of in your neck of the woods and I missed you this whole time. So we'll have to make a point of uh, of seeing each other soon. But I really appreciate you coming on uh, to the podcast and, and encouraging these moms like this. And I'm just, just praying that as you um, get ready to uh, uh, do Noah's graduation, that God just showers you with blessing and favor and that you just have joy uh, in the process. I think you're wonderful. Thanks for coming Thank on. You. Thank you so much, Heidi. I'm so glad you had me. I appreciate it. And I had a good time. Me too. We'll have to do it again. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening today to the podcast. Uh, If you need more information, you can find me at HeidiStJohn.com. We would love it if you would share uh, the link to the podcast via social media. Also, you can follow me on Instagram at HeidiStJohn.com. I'll see you back here next time at the Busy Mom Podcast. For more encouragement, visit me online at the Busy Mom.com.